Hello, hello, hello. I am Alex. And I am Paula. And we're your two hosts of Deep Space Grey. Do it. Engage. Fascinating. Steady as she goes. Welcome back to a new episode. Um, today we are back to record something we have already recorded. If you have listened to our last episode, which was the one where we talked about the first ever Star Trek movie, the motion picture, you might already know this, but um, we had some laptop problems, which was great. And now um, we're back because we lost <laughs> the episodes on Into Darkness. So um, you're missing out. I think you're missing out on a really amazing One Direction discussion we had oh, last yeah. time. The best one where we just forgot that Zane exists. To be fair, I mean, yeah. both of us aren't fans of One Direction. We like know nothing about them. <laughs> that was yeah, that was a that was an interesting talk. Yeah, and um I had a time doing it and it was like, no, you're gonna lose this recording because otherwise the world would be too fair. And because my laptop died and with it my hard drive and with that the episode. Like I mean we still have Paula's part of the conversation. <laughs> that would be interesting if you only hear what I have to say. Yeah, well. Um so yeah. Um what we have planned for today is talk about like I would say the first half of the film. Um mm -hmm. The thing is, it's been a while since we've watched it now because um, we originally planned this to be released after we talked to Pear, and um, which which is now happening. But the thing is, we already recorded it, and I don't know how many weeks it has been—at least three or three. four. Yeah, I would say maybe three weeks. Yeah, so um, we have to see um, how how it works out. I don't remember when we said we wanted to make take a break. Oh, um, maybe I wrote that down somewhere. Oh, wait, I found it. After um, the scene where, um, spoiler alert for the entire film, <laughs> if that wasn't clear, um, where Marcus is, you know, oh, doing yeah. some shady shit. So yeah, um, but before we do that, I wanted to just quickly talk about um, something around stereotypes, because in this film we find quite a few of them or like the treatment of women in this film is something that is special and we will definitely talk about and special in a bad way and um before that I just wanted because I had to do a lot of research for my bachelor thesis I just wanted to give some information like what does science say about stereotypes and in itself um, gender stereotypes are beliefs about what it means to be female or male including information about physical appearances attitudes and interests psychological traits social relations and occupations that is a definition from B. Morowitz and Mastro it's like from a paper from 2009 it's about the portrayal of like female superheroes or women in superhero movies because back in the day they had i think catwoman <laughs> and did. yeah And um, some other, like, I think that was the only film with, like, a female protagonist, like, title hero. So that was fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Elektra, right? Did that? Oh, right. Yeah. That one was also in there. And they, of course, also had some, like, side characters. Um, mm. For example, like, from the Spider movies, Mary Jane. Mm. True. Yeah. And, yeah, why do stereotypes exist? Um, basically, stereotypes in itself, back in the day, weren't something negative. It just meant that you associate something with a certain group. But nowadays, it's like, you know, it's usually when you talk about stereotypes, it's something bad. 
And um, stereotypes often not only does exist to like do exist to identify individuals, but also to classify them and discriminate against entire groups. And that's usually where the problem lies, because people are awful. And there's this one thing between hostile and benevolent, um, for example, sexism, for example, hostile sexism is against women that try to break through traditional gender stereotypes, for example, women who don't have children, women who work in, uh, I don't know, as an engineer, for example. And um, for example, mothers also who choose to work full time because they don't have it easy. And um, then we have benevolent sexism, which is basically we're only supporting women who enact traditional gender stereotypes or in general. So if you, I don't know, if you're a mother and you stay at home because that's what you choose for yourself um, and people will encourage that and take other people down who don't do that. And that's also really bad. Um, so yeah, there's multiple reasons or like, not reasons, but ideas why stereotypes develop. The first one is evolutionary. So that's, um, you know, biology basically saying this, like, has worked that way for, I don't know how many years. That's why we're here now. Then you have the social learning theory, which is actually the thing, um, which is in the nature, which is this nurture debate, where they, um, scientists say that humans learn behaviors and stereotypes by watching other people and their interactions. And a really influential source, there is the mass media, which this movie, for example, is. There's also something that's called cultivation um, that basically is or usually is, um, I don't know, talked about when talking about the portrayal of violence. For example, if you watch a lot of crime shows, usually it means that if you watch a lot of that and see a lot of people being killed, for example, in New York City, you assume that the killing rate in New York City on in, like in the middle of the night is quite high, even though it isn't. <laughs> and basically this idea of something is being cultivated in your brain. And then one thing, though, that is really cool is there's also the drench hypothesis, which was um, coined by Greenberg in 1988. And one of the people this person like Greenberg talks about is actually Uhura from the TOS movies, because it is basically a positive form of cultivation. So for example, in STEM or like as astronauts, you have a lot of women of color, or maybe not a lot, I'm not entirely <laughs> sure how many they are, but I really I hope know. there's many people of color and women and women of color but probably not. And um, basically it says that people get inspired by watching these roles and that's why they choose certain career paths or like ways of life. And it's basically a positive form of like seeing a, like a, the opposite to a stereotype and then being inspired. And two other words we're going to use in this is probably, um, I mean, one <laughs> we use already a lot of times is fridging or women in a fr refrigerators. Um, that was coined by Gail Simone in 1999, and she was talking about a Green Lantern comic from 94, where basically Green Lantern's girlfriend Alex um, got killed, murdered, because, you know, the villain wanted to send him a message and was put into a fridge. And he came home and he found the dismembered body in the fridge. And she said, yeah, this is what happens to a lot of like female characters in media. And that they killed off so the superhero or the protagonist can have an emotional moment. And another another term we have is the sexy lamp. I don't know if we're going to talk, like use it, but um, that was coined by Kelly Sue McConnick, who is a comic writer. And she said, if you can take out a female character and replace her with a lamp, you're a fucking hack. And I feel like that explains <laughs> quite well. <laughs> so yeah, that was the science part talked some science mm -hmm. information 
I remember doing that. And now I feel like it's time to start with the discussion on the film. Um, I as so. I said before, spoilers. <laughs> we won't do a synopsis because no. No. And maybe you want to start because I just talked for like seven minutes. Yeah, I feel like I haven't said anything so far. <laughs> Not really. Okay. Yeah. So we start in the opening, obviously. And um, the music, the music in the opening is apparently very good. <laughs> It's for past Polaroid dance, so I'm gonna just say that. Yeah, I mean, it's Giacchino, so who's surprised, right? Who's surprised? Like, he does it every fucking time. And then, obviously, the opening or like the cold open to the movie is quite funny because it's like we finally see the crew being on a mission and working together and doing things that, you know, we see in TOS, and that is always really cool. Um, I mean, especially Bones is so funny in the opening because, I, like, the thing is, I get him. Would I want to jump from a cliff? No, <laughs> I, I sure wouldn't. I, I wouldn't want to do it. Um, and yeah, also the opening obviously is very visually pretty because on the planet that like everything, like the shrubbery and the soil and stuff, it's all red. So it's quite um, a mix up, or like maybe not a mix up, but like you know, it's some fresh look that we haven't had uh, before, I guess. And I gotta say, when they're in the volcano filming, like, it doesn't look too good <laughs> because you yeah. don't really see what's happening. But then again, it's in a volcano, so I would think that you wouldn't really see what's going on. Yeah. Um, do you have anything to say, Dad? I mean, I mean, I do. I also wrote down music because the music just slaps. Um Death. We were new. And I also wrote down Simon Pegg to exclamation points. <laughs> so apparently I was really excited. No, because he's amazing. Like yeah. we're like the way he's running around, he's like the ship is not supposed to be underwater. <laughs> it's like it really is. funny. It's, it's not, not even supposed to be in atmosphere. So Yeah. And Jim was like <laughs> <laughs> So um yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But that's something that I yeah. also wrote down. Scotty is hilarious. He's very done with Kirk. And yes, he is. Because like Kirk is like, no, we're going to do this my way. Technically, they're only supposed to observe the planet. But he was like, no, I'm going to save this whole civilization. And he did. But he also, you know, um, polluted it with like stuff, ideas, knowledge. Yeah. Like, it, they kind of fucked up. Um, they did. Yeah. And that's, yeah. <laughs> he shouldn't have like saved Spock and I feel like that's I mean it really well like sets up what comes at the end of the film like their relationship needs to have a little ups and downs and this one <laughs> will eventually become a down <laughs> Naturally so so yeah I don't know one thing that annoyed me in the entire opening before the credits like not the credits like the what's it called the title card is mm -hmm. um was like something that will go through the entire film is how Uhura is written. Um, I don't know. She basically, like in the beginning, she's just helping them and then she's like, okay, like joking around with Spock, even though he doesn't entirely get it. And then when he almost dies, she is just like, of course she's concerned, but the, like she's immediately so pissed off. And that's mm -hmm. something we will talk about at the later scene. But I really hate that. That's really how they start her off. Like she has no agenda in this film besides Spock. Yeah, it's true. It's super annoying. 
And also, yeah. like, obviously, it's a nice setup when um, Spock tells Jim that the needs of the many and so forth. Mm. Um, yeah, like, it's a good parallel to Wrath of Khan. A lot of the movie is supposed to be a parallel to Wrath of Khan, which, which is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but I think we're going to talk about that later, too. But yeah, um, you know, it sets that whole thing up. Um, yep. Okay, so then the title sequence is pretty cool. I don't remember it, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah. No, it is. It is really cool. I know that. Oh, and one more thing, though, with the aliens on the planet. Mm -hmm. I told you that last time, but I also want to tell the people. There is this, in the, in the Marvel Comics universe, there's this oh, yeah. planet um, that basically thinks that Tony Stark is a god. The thing is, he has never been on that planet. He doesn't know the planet exists, as far as I know. Apparently, there was like some Stark technology or something that saved these people. And now they think Tony Stark is a god. And I think that's, that's my personal hypothesis. Um, the MCU has never denied it, so it could be true. Um, my hypothesis is that Thanos was on this planet, got pissed off so badly that Tony is a god and he isn't. And that's why he hates the Earth so much. I mean, I could definitely imagine that. Also, I completely forgot. When people say, like, person who gets worshipped as a god and doesn't know about it, I always just have to think about Billy Kaplan, because that happened to him. <laughs> he's a, what's it called, Demigogan or something? Something like that, right? Uh, yeah. He's, like, a super powerful magic person. I mean, he is. All right. Um, yeah, title sequence. And then we're in London. And that is yeah. something that I know I enjoyed last time, too, is that we don't only see San Francisco. We yeah. also see, like, you know, a European city, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, London still looks like London. Um, you know? Just, it, like, more tech. More tech. Yeah, but, like, you still recognize it, which is yeah. nice. I mean, it's Instantly. the same in San Francisco. Yeah. And there's a dog, because those people that mm. wake up and they have, a, they, they have a dog there. They have a dog. The dog was amazing. It's yes. very pretty. Very fluffy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, oh, what's also really cool is that they show, like, the hospital and it still mm -hmm. looks, um, like, the look is really cool because, you know, like, it still looks old, like, you know, like, it's been there for a long time, but inside yep. it's, like, so techy and so, you know, like, I feel like they really combined those two things yeah, very well. Yeah, they did. And it's, like, it's a really nice look into, like, the world building they mm -hmm. did with this film. And I remember when watching the film, one thing I noticed was, again, the music. Because mm -hmm. there's this, like, I think, wasn't on the piano, I think it was, mm -hmm. that was playing in the background. And yes. just really, it really set, like, a really specific tone that mm -hmm. just worked extremely well with the scene. And also, I was excited to see Mickey from Doctor Who. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, he's so funny. I always have to think of the first Doctor Who episode in, like, 2005 and the revival, basically, where he is a plastic man and both the Doctor and Rose don't notice. No. It's, like, the funniest shit. <laughs> so, he got an upgrade. <laughs> he did definitely get an upgrade. Also, I want to say to the music, it reminded me, like, a lot, because, like we said, Jacquino made the music, it reminded me a mm. lot of the Doctor Strange score, which yeah. is funny, considering... <laughs> yeah. um, it's all yes. coming together. It's all coming together because this is also the scene where we see Khan the first time. And yeah. like I said that last time, but I still don't really get his plan, to be honest. Because like, yes, he's looking for a person who's desperate and would do anything. And he yeah. has this weird super blood stuff. <laughs> like at the same time, like, does he just stand around at the hospital looking for like desperate people? And then and, and the thing is, he doesn't even just like, like he doesn't even like go to the person. He's just like, he stands there. And he turns around and he's like, I need you to do something for me. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it's it's, it's, an it's weird. But he's like he's a, like technically he works for Section Thirty One, so yeah. he is he has so much access to so much information. <laughs> so maybe he just did some research and then he decided to be dark and mysterious. <laughs> Yeah. I think that's what he's going for in the film. I, th- I think it's his look. It's his look. It's a it's it's a whole ass look is what it is. Um, okay, and so then we move on. If you don't have anything else, right? I just wanted to add that I love Benedict Cumberbatch. Like he he's doing like he's a really good actor, and I, I really mean, enjoy him. So do I. The bedazzled Cumberbund really can act. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. Um. So now we're moving on because we see the daughter is sick and there's a, some shenanigans happening. Sad shenanigans, but still shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Um. We're back on um the grounds of Starfleet Academy. Yes. And we're in Jim's apartment. Yes. <sighs> yeah. It's an awful scene. Like I hate it every single time. Like it's so unnecessary. You know. Like, yeah. they're like, oh, Jim, such a womanizer. And I'm like, yeah, well, it shows that you don't really know TOS, but okay. What really bothers me, like, let like if the man wants to have sex, like, let him have sex. Like, I don't care. But it mm-hmm. always looks like as if the two aliens he's with are twins, mm-hmm. which I find disgusting. Because, it's, like, it's why, disgusting. why would you want that? I don't know. Like, twin test. Why? 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 I don't know. Why? <laughs> and I don't know why. It's a big mystery to me. It. Yeah. Don't know. So yeah, and then um he, he like there's this weird scene and then he gets a call from I think Spock. I don't I think remember. I think it is because Spock is like, Hey, we we got some news, come down here. So he's like going down there. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's walking with purpose down to um Starfleet headquarters. Yeah. So yeah, and and that is basically where we get the next scene. They're, they're walking around, and um, Jim is really like jumping around up and down. He's really excited. It's like a really funny scene because Buck is moving like a train. He's just on <laughs> on the rails. He's just continuously walking, and um, Jim is just like jumping around and being really hyper. And um, basically, they get called into um, the Admiral's office. Christopher Pike, in case you don't know that, like, what we're, who we're talking about. And um, things do not turn out the way that like Jim hoped they would. No. How would you describe Pike's mood? Oh, he's pissed. <laughs> and disappointed. Yeah, which and is I feel worse. like that's a very dangerous combination, yeah. you know? Like, every time I see that scene, I'm like, Oof. Yeah. Wouldn't want to switch with Mm-mm. you in Mm-mm. any kind of way. No, but like he like it's understandable that he is so like angry and also disappointed yeah. because Jim lied outright and you don't want that. No. Secondly, like he's being an ass because he's like, yeah. I can do that and I can make these decisions. No, no, you can't. And this yeah. is where you really see that he was not ready to be the captain. Mm-hmm. Like he would have needed more time. He would have needed maybe time on a starship, like observing a captain. Yeah. And, like, being, like, I don't know, a lieutenant or something. But, yeah, yeah this was too early for him. But I gotta say, I really love Spock in this scene. Like, yes. Zachary Quinto's acting is so good. He is such a punk. Like, it's so good, you know? When he's, like, um, when Pike tells him, like, don't you give me attitude. And he's, like, which attitude are you referring to? And I'm, like, yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. It's amazing, yeah. 
Yes, I always really love that. But yeah, like um, like we said, like Pike is definitely right, and he even tells him that Jim's not mm -hmm. ready to be a captain. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, it's what we said. We all knew mm -hmm. this. Yeah. yeah, it finally so. came to be like mm -hmm. what everyone was thinking at the end of the first one, and I really love like that's something we talked about in our first AOS mm -hmm. episodes um on the first film. That there's always this blind luck when it comes to everything Jim Kirk does in this universe. Yeah. And um, for the first time, there are, like, real-life consequences for him. And I really love that. And every time he's, like... That's one thing I also like. is like, Pike just does not let him get, like, off the hook in no. any ways. He's like, oh, yeah, but it worked out. And he, Pike's like, yeah, this time. Next time it won't. Mm -hmm. And then you're fucked. And also, I mean, he... He got the order to just observe the planet and he in, like he decided to stop the volcano. And that yeah. in itself is bad enough for him to be chewed out. So, yeah, um, I really love the scene. I think it's just it's one of the best moments between them, you know? Yeah, because you see because, what kind of yeah. relationship they have. Like Pike is concerned about Jim and what he's mm -hmm. doing, but he also like is a mentor to him, right? Yeah. So Yeah, and sometimes <laughs> you have to be like put a stop to things. And I mean, like, yeah, that's normal. And, Before somebody um, gets hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And people, I mean, they got lucky that no one got hurt. It's Especially true. with the shuttle and everything. The shuttle could have just straight up crashed in yeah. the volcano. That's the next thing, you know? Then yeah. three people would have died. Definitely. So, yes. Then Jim gets demoted. Yes. He loses the Enterprise and he doesn't really know what's happening. Yeah. Um, so he goes off to Mope. I mean, kind of relatable. That's what you yep. do. Um, and then Pike finds him again. The scene is really funny because, like, you know, Jim wants to, I don't know, flirt with a person. And that person yeah. gets up and Pike sits down. And I'm like, huh? Yeah, great. Mm -hmm. uh, good transition. And, like, the one thing Pike says in the scene, like, really resonates with me. Because he says, like, I know you better than you think I do. And I think that's true, Yeah. first off. And second, I, like, I think it's so sad that we don't really see much interaction between them because that's what I would have wanted more of, you know? Yeah. Which is why it's so amazing that Strange New World is happening and we see that um, between Spock and Pike, you know? Yes. Like, just, I really just want to, like, a good, mm -hmm. you know, like, mentor-mentee kind of relationship. Just, yeah, I'm really hyped for that. Um, yeah, because, like, they have also such good chemistry between them, mm -hmm. you know, in that way. And, yeah, it's really sad that we didn't see more of that. But, um, yeah, in this scene, we also don't see more of that because there's an emergency. They gotta yeah. go. Yeah. But one thing I really love about the scene, too, is that Pike, he's not only, like, first of all, like, he knows Jim so well that he's like, yeah, I know you're here. Like, mm -hmm. because Jim is like, how did you find me? And he's like, I know you. I picked you up in, like, something like this. Yeah. Very similar looking a few years ago. And also, I love how he's like, it's gonna be okay, son. Yeah. And I'm like, sometimes I wish someone would tell me it's gonna be okay. Because mm. especially last weekend, I did not feel like things would be okay, you no. know? <laughs> so I really like that. That, you, you know, you can, you can like, see what could have been with the two of them. Like, having this, I don't know, relationship. It's like mm -hmm. really cool. But that's what fan fiction is for. I mean, there's so Definitely. many good like fan fictions out there. But yeah, um, the emergency is um, th there was a bomb. <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> yeah. But I still don't know how it worked, you know? Oh, I know. Yeah. I, I, I feel like last yeah, time I, I explained that, but this time I didn't really. 
I don't really remember, so I can't. Yeah, there was some chemical reaction because you dropped the ring in. Like, I don't know much about chemistry, so maybe that's why I'm like, oh, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, so someone um, blew up in London. How's it called? Something the, with archives. The, yeah, stuff with archives. Yeah. And um, we later find out that it wasn't only like, a, like the archives, like library, basically. No, there was uh, underneath the archives was basically one of the bases for Section 31 Research Center, I think. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's such a big deal. Not only because it's a huge fucking terrorist attack. I I don't remember if they say any numbers of casualties, but I'm pretty sure there must have been quite a yeah, high number because it was quite the explosion. But also because, you know, there is more going on because Section 31 is, you know, not something you want to have, I don't know, stress about and stress over. Yeah, they're so, yeah. also straight up evil. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes. But sometimes they're not, you know. It's well, a bit like this, the CIA, which is mostly universe, evil. They're straight up yeah. evil. Yeah. Don't know about the TOS-verse. I guess it always changes. Like, we saw them a little bit in um, in Disco. Yeah. But this, that was like, especially oh. with Admiral Marcus at the top. Straight up. Quite straight evil. up. Just evilness, yeah. Yeah, just definitely. like the evil years of Section 31, <laughs> aka the CIA. Like, it's the not even years. subtle. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like it's not like Diana, the early years. No, no, it's Section 31, the evil years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the Wikipedia I mean, page. yeah. <laughs> so, they're being called in um, to... I don't remember where. Daystrom. Somewhere. They get it called into the Daystrom Institute. Right. Yes, I was super excited about that. So, yeah. And um, so Pike is like, I don't know, but because they kind of separated and like, or is it like, I don't remember, but I think like Jim and Spock meet. That yes. I remember. Yeah, they end right separately. Yeah. And we have a really frustrating moment mm -hmm. that I, I, I do enjoy, but it's also so frustrating because um, Jim obviously is super pissed at Spock. Is, and Spock yeah. is like, yeah, um, I don't know. Jim co even congratulates him like really snarkily on becoming like the first officer. And he's like, no, I've been like referred like to another ship. I don't remember which one. I didn't write it down. Neither. And um, he's going to be the first officer there. And um, Jim basically like he, he in the scene in the bar, he found out that he's going to be the first officer and everything like, you know, mm -hmm. it's coming into play. And um, Jim is like really pissed. And I wrote down Spock equal like equal sign autistic because he just does not like in that moment he felt really neurodivergent because he did not pick up on a lot of things in that moment which was really funny it was but also yeah like it's frustrating you know because he was like he was so confused by what was happening and then like jim even like at the end he even like tried to joke with him he, yeah he didn't get it but like i really like this moment because like when, like, Jim is like, truth is, I will miss you. I'm like, oh, adorable. Yeah. It's friendship. Yeah. I love this. And, yeah, yeah. I would I would miss him, too. I mean, I miss yeah. him every day. Yeah. Can't wait for a Strange New Worlds. <laughs> it's it's going to be awesome. I hope. <laughs> I really do hope. There are some concerns that I have. But, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, let's continue. We'll um, so, okay, yeah. Well, shit goes down. Shit goes down. Badly. For no everyone. one is yelling timber. 
no one was yelling timber no no yelling yeah. involved i mean i guess they were yelling but like yeah. that's a thing that i really don't understand because jim he was like you know he was like looking into this like he wasn't really concentrating on the meeting at all mm-hmm. he was like looking at the files and at the pictures of the attack and like then he realized that there's this weirdo standing around with <laughs> 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 his fucking coat like why man emo i'm telling you yeah um, and then he was like, hmm, that's so weird. Like, this, because he doesn't know about Section 31 at that point. So he's like, yeah. why would someone attack a library, basically? Like, free information yeah. that anyone can access. And then he was yeah. like, oh my God, because, like, these emergency meetings take place here. And, like, that's, mm. like, knowledge to people who want to know. And yeah. then he's like, whoa, attack, get down. And then it just, like, starts, sh- sh- like, going down, like, Khan starts shooting at them from this weird little craft thing. And mm. people die. Yeah. Which is probably one of the most important moments here. Um, yeah. Yeah, I still... Like, we complain about this often. But, like, it just doesn't make sense to me that... Maybe I, maybe sense, but, like, like, I logically understand it. Mm-hmm. But I don't like it happening. Like, yeah. why does Pike have to die? I don't understand. I cry every single time because, like, it's such a sad moment. You know, when he lies down on the mm, ground yeah. and, like, Spock is with him and he's in his head while he dies. We have that often. God. Yeah, so many times, yeah. a lot more than one would think. So, yeah, that's really, really sad. And then when Jim comes and, like, he's so fucking sad because, mm-hmm. like, that's his father figure who just died. I'm like, Jesus yeah. Christ, why would you do this to him? He's already on the ground. Like, he yes. can't go any lower right now. Yeah, especially with, like, Pike telling him, like, maybe a few hours earlier, it's going to be okay, son, and then he straight up fucking dies. And I'm like, I, if I would be Jim, I I would never recover from that. No. If I were him, you know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and one thing I also have, like, don't like about the scene is how Jim seems to be the only one who intelligently fights back. Yeah. And I know that's a thing with, like, the J.J. Abrams words, where everyone else around the protagonists are so stupid so the protagonists look better. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, don't. I don't have don't. to like it. Like, you can't yeah, just make your, like, yeah. protagonists competent. Yeah. You know? It's similar to what they did with Rey from mm-hmm. time to time in, like, the Star Wars movies. And yeah. I think that's why she's so, like, plus sexism. But also, I think that's why some people don't like her. Because everyone else around her suddenly becomes stupid. And it's like, why? So, yeah. um, I really hate also how when Jim basically, like sobs into Pike's chest. Oh, like God, yeah. like when he like like oh, it's like so sad. I'm it's... like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. I can't help you. Yeah. I can't. But yeah. So I I still feel like Pike was fridged, you know? Yep. To kind further of, yeah. the story of Jim and the purpose mm-hmm. and stuff of the story, like in general. So don't love that. I don't Mm-mm. not a fan. So, yeah, next, um, Scotty makes some discoveries about um, Kant's, or they don't know who he is at this point. (laughs) Doch, um, they think he's like, I think John Harrison? John Harrison, yeah. John Harrison. Um, So he's like, yeah, I know where he's gone, and it's the one place where we can't really, you know, go to, um, (laughs) because it's in the heart of enemy land, and that would be... Um, you know, Kronos. Kronos, yeah. Yep. The home planet of the Klingons. And they are still at war with the Klingons here, so that's a problem for them. <laughs> so Jim is like, I can fix this or I can I can do something about this. So they go to um Jim and Spock. 
they go to um, Admiral Marcus's office, which is huge, by the way. I don't know if, like, his office is combined with a meeting room because, like, they have the meeting and then he, like, goes to sit at his desk and I'm like... I think it's maybe a- it's just, like, yeah, maybe it's, like, like an all, all, like conference room with, like, because he ha- probably has so many, like, meetings and shit, mm-hmm. so they combine. Also, it looks really cool. They have it this does. really nice, I don't know, a selection of models, mm-hmm. like, if from like the early I don't know like planes up to like the new like the the Enterprise and it looks really like that's so cool I wish I had that in my room mm, same if you have that in your office you're the coolest person yeah yeah pretty sure um, so yeah so yeah he tells them a little tale about how this person like you know how he was involved with Section Thirty One and then he went mad and crazy mm. and I mean you kind of did but like yeah. also you know. Um, like one thing I always notice while watching this movie, uh, this movie, this scene is that Marcus is so clearly evil. Like so, <laughs> they, they're projecting that so much onto you, and you're like, wow. Like I do not know how, like, like especially how Spock misses it because like, yeah. Jim, he's in this like emotional trauma, mm-hmm. and like I know Spock is too, but at the same time, he has a much more analytical mind. How do yeah. you see this? But he looks so sketched out. And also, like, later on, he says, like, how all of this feels really weird. So I guess mm. he tries to tell Jim. But, like, the thing about this movie is that Jim is not listening to anyone. And no. he regrets that so much later on. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. um, Evil Marcus. He, evil. I wonder who's going to be the antagonist of this movie. I just don't know. <laughs> no one could have ever seen this coming. No. Biggest plot. This is brand new information when you learn it. Like you're like, wow, crazy, wow, I mind blown. Guess this. Yeah. So they're basically being sent off. Like they're giving these seventy-two torpedoes, um, which are brand new from Section Thirty-One, and they're being told once you're like at Kronos, just stay in like I don't know somewhere, and not like so the like Klingons don't see you, and yeah, just I fire think... them torpedoes. You know, that's it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so Jim is like, okay, going to do that. And then we're basically off. Um, they're, like, on their way to, um, like, on the shuttles. And Bones is there again. And Bones is just too tired for this shit. And he yeah. also tells Jim, like, where were you? You didn't do your medical exam. And as a doctor, I think that is a priority for him. I think and so. Yeah, we have this interesting scene where they're basically fighting about, like, the mission and Bones is doctoring around Jim and Jim is, like, really pissed off. And Spock is like, yeah, maybe this isn't the best idea, you know. This is, like, really not ethical. Maybe don't do it. And then a new character is introduced. Yes. Carol. Carol Marcus is introduced. She is a new science officer on the ship. Yeah. Because she is a weapons expert and is supposed to basically... <laughs> see, <laughs> she's supposed to see about these torpedoes, and yeah. um, yes. But and the funny she, thing is, she like, also yeah. doesn't know what's in them, which is interesting. Yeah. Which yeah, because she faked it too. I think she has yes. the expertise, but I I don't think she was on project. So she introduces herself not as Carol Marcus, because then everyone would fucking know. No, she introduces herself as Carol Va- Wallace. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and they have this whole discussion. And what is weird, one thing we talked about last time is how she's sitting between Jim and Spock. Yeah. 
weird. <laughs> so, so weird. Awkward. Like she like because like like um, Bones was still like doctoring around and he was like mm. it, oh, the scene is so funny because like yeah. he ha- like puts this like scanner thing in front of Jim's head and he's like Bones I swear to God if you don't take this thing now. <laughs> It's so hilarious. <laughs> they have like, they have hands down best relationship ever. Mm. Um so yeah. She just like because like they were already fighting, like tensions were already high because like op- like yeah. you said, Spock is like, we cannot execute a man without a trial. This is not yeah. how we do it in the Federation. It's literal war right. crime. And like Jim's command style, like I said, is like atrocious in this movie. Like I get that he's distressed and everything, but like, dude. You're not like like yes, you're the captain, so you make the decision in the end. But you're supposed to listen to your like yep. officers. Like Jesus mm. Christ, man, get a grip. Um, and yeah, then like the tension's already high, and she's like, like smack dab in the middle. Like there's three seats, two are taken, and she sits in yeah. like no, it's just not what you do, especially yeah. not if you've just been like introducing yourself to your boss. Says yeah. <laughs> And your second boss, you know, it's yes. like your boss, boss, and your boss, you know, you don't do that. And I know it's supposed to be like because she's like the barrier between, you know, the logical side of Spock and the emotions and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But like, I was like, no, mm-hmm. especially there were so many seats not mm-hmm. taken. And if I would have been her, I would have sit like said like sit down, maybe like in the row next to Bones, maybe where you're like in the background, but you're still there if someone asks you a question, you know. Yeah, and like Spock is also really irritated because uh-huh. um, he's like, I am a web, like I have all these credentials. They're excellent, like excellent credentials and everything, but I have them. And Jim is like, nice to have you here. Yeah, <laughs> he's jealous. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Spock is like, oh, actually, that's what I do. Yes. But yeah, and then we're on the ship, and Jim has another really hard conversation mm-hmm. with a friend of his, which happens a lot in these films. Yeah. Yeah, this time it's Scotty. And Scotty yeah. is like, I will not accept these weapons onto my ship yeah. if I don't know what's in them. And yeah, mm. because you don't know if they like just randomly might explode Yeah, during the journey. Like, Jesus Christ, like, why would you ever do that? And like, and then he says something very, like, well-spoken because he's like, like, I thought what we were doing was exploration, not warfare. And I'm like, yes, yeah. this is what it's about. Um, but Jim doesn't want to listen to it, so he's like, yeah, if you won't, um, or like Scotty is like, yeah, if you're taking these onto mm-hmm. the ship, then I'm not going to be on the ship. And he's like, okay, yeah. so quit. And he quits. And then Jim is like, surprise Pikachu meme. And I'm yeah. like, oh, you told him. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But it's also sad. But I really love the moment where he starts, like, first time complains about the, the, the trans, uh, torpedoes mm-hmm. and he's like and every time i'm asking a question this guy says it's classified <laughs> it's like, really funny you know that's it like is. some well edu- like um executed humor mm-hmm. right there the humor is so, pretty yeah. good anyway because like the yeah. next scene is very funny where jim is in the elevator with uhura and he's yeah. like yeah you can't argue with spark it's like terrible um and then she's like well i know what you mean and he's like oh my god are you arguing with him what is mm-hmm. that even like and then like the yeah. elevator doors open and there's spock and yeah it's just like yeah. it's really well done in that moment i'm like yeah, yeah and he even says him. like are your ears tingling and it's like really like really nice and i also didn't mind it you know like no. we're going to talk about Ahura like in a few minutes but 
like I didn't mind that moment because she and Jim they're friends by this mm-hmm. point. So of course like they're going to talk and when you're frustrated about the same person you tend to be like oh yeah. and I get that. And it's like really well done. So yeah, we're on the bridge now. And that was when both you and I got really excited mm-hmm. because one actress was there that we didn't expect there to be. And her name is Aisha Hines or Hins. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure. And she is from 911 and she plays Hen. And I was like, oh my God, oh my, oh my God. Yes. That was so cool. Yeah. So apparently she's not just a very talented firefighter and paramedic, but also a starship navigator. Who would have thought? Amazing. She can do anything. She's Women. the best. They're amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, we also have another promotion happening. Which, oh, yeah. a, a promotion I don't understand. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> it's so weird because they make Chekhov the, the chief engineer. And I love Chekhov. He's amazing. Same. But I'm not sure if he's the most qualified engineer on the ship. You know, there's probably so many people working in engineering who know more about the ship. And, of yeah. course, you had to have someone down there storytelling-wise because Scotty was now gone. But, like... It's, He's not qualified. It's <laughs> hilarious because, like, when Jim tells him to put on a red shirt, he looks so genuinely terrified. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, same. Like, imagine you're like just doing your job, and then your boss comes up to you, and he's like, "Oh, I actually want to want you to do this other job that is like that has so much more like like stuff that you don't know about it." But like, you've been yeah. you've been like looking into this for like a bit, right? And then you're like. Sure. Like, what are you supposed to say? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, the stakes are so much higher. You have so much more responsibility, but you're going to be fine. And he's like, great. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, it's not, it wouldn't even be like, do this job. It would be be the boss of the people doing the job and also do the job. Like, I couldn't do it. I have no skills whatsoever. Die, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, And yeah, then they're leaving and Jim gives the big speech about how Captain Ka- Emerald Pike has died and it's like really sad mm. and then to everyone's surprise like it's happy surprise because he's like okay we're going to go to Kronos we're going to capture John Harrison Harris? Harrison? Harrison right? yeah yeah I don't know <laughs> it should be fine and um, we're going to take him back to Earth where he will stand on trial and mm-hmm. I'm like who? because he for once in the film listened to the people around him and I was just like really glad about that same so um, they're, they're, they're off they're they're, they're, they're off. going on a trip to Krona <laughs> in their spaceship in their favorite <laughs> rocket ship yes yeah <laughs> um, so yeah. yeah and very shortly after that that's the first time that we see Carol on the bridge yeah and she's wearing a uniform you might call that um, so what did you think about that, Alex? I know you have some opinions. Yeah, I mean, it's the same problem like in the last movie. I don't mind the short skirts, even mm-hmm. though I feel like for modern television and movies, they could have updated it, mm. you know, because we live in these days, like back in the 60s, that was a sign for liberation. But these days, I think it's not up like dated anymore. And it's like, like, you know, yeah. but also um, one thing I complained about before is what I hate is that both Uhura and Carol don't have rank indicators at all. So basically, um, when you look at them, you think they're ensigns. You mm-hmm. don't even know if they're ensigns. Maybe it's just people cosplaying in their fucking uniforms on the ship. Because you don't know that. You don't know that. And I really hate that. And um, yeah, it's one of my biggest like <sighs> hatreds about these films, like especially the first and the second one. Because I just, it's like so unfair because they were like, yeah, women, but yeah, put them in these costumes because it looks nice. And mm-hmm. then they were like, yeah, fuck lore, fuck canon, fuck equality. Everything. 
Yeah, yeah, but I we, I mean, we also will have a later scene. And I also wrote down here, Carol Marcos, his story could have been so interesting, but like a more conflict, extensive skill set, but she's just a hot blonde. And it's literally what she is. She yeah, barely has to I do know. anything. And she has one scene where she gets to show her skill set. And then she is the, the sexy person, the, the mm -hmm. daughter, the woman with the broken leg. And that's literally all we see of her. And I hate it. It's true. And the thing is, like, I don't understand why they wanted to use Carol Marcus for that, you know? Yeah. Because, like, in Wrath of Khan, she is, like, a crazy, intelligent, brilliant scientist yeah. that literally is funding her own, like, huge research project that is so top secret. Mm -hmm. But, like, and she's yeah. doing it for the good, which is really cool because, like, she wants to bring new life to planets and stuff. Like, you mm -hmm. know, the Genesis device. And she's, you know, like, she's so, like passionate about her project in here yeah she is literally just like she has daddy issues that's why she's there yeah that's like the and only she, reason and, for her yeah. to be on the ship which she explains later and yeah. i'm like jesus like why would you why would you do that don't and the thing is yeah just like I'm sorry make I up, yeah you. i was like just saying like just make up a character who doesn't have any kind of motivation already yeah and then people won't be disappointed i mean still you would have been disappointed because like you know why would you need this character then But yeah. um, better than to, like, have someone with, like, really cool legacy and just, like, throw that away. Yeah, and what I really hated was she even says later on that she came onto the ship not only because of her father, but also because she learned that there was something so off about the entire thing. Mm -hmm. And that could have been such a cool, like, character motivation to just, you know, yeah. have that in there. But we don't really get to see it because then next thing we know, her dad is there and shit goes down. So, yeah. But one thing I love is because then Jim is like, okay, we gotta get on the road. Um, mm -hmm. She was there for just a second. And I don't even remember why she was there, if I'm being honest. No, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, but she was there and um, they basically say, okay, we cannot go down to Kronos like Starfleet because that would literally cause war. So yeah. what they do is um, they take the ship from the Mutt incident, which mm -hmm. I loved, which I loved. That was really cool. That was a good nod. And um, there's also this funny moment between Uhura and like Spock and Jim where Jim is like, okay, Spock, Uhura, I need you both on the mission because Uhura is a language expert and Spock is Spock. And he's like, that's not going to be a problem, is it? And the look of them, like, like Uhura is like, no, it's not. And then Spock is like, unclear. <laughs> no, and like, I love that. He's a little cautious. Yeah, um, and it's a genuine concern, you know? It, like, I get it, why he asked. And it will be a problem later on. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, then everyone goes to this little ship, and that was the per uh, the moment where I was like, oh, damn, Hendorf is still alive. I I would have <laughs> I would have bet money on the fact that he died in the first Same. movie. Maybe he didn't, <laughs> they just brought him back. <laughs> it's like, no one will notice. Um, I noticed <laughs> he's there, like, I don't know. Um, yeah. cupcake, but oh, the outfits, the outfits are yeah. really cool. Like the leather so jackets are like, damn, yeah. everyone's looking so red. <laughs> yeah, oh my like, wow, they're really cool. Really cool. Yeah, and um, I also but, love that Sulu is in charge. Yes, yeah, like that's the thing that I really like that they um just took that over. I don't know if you yeah. say that, like, but they like you know run with it because they did it on TOS mm -hmm. and TMP and stuff. Um, yeah. which is really cool because like Sulu yeah. is amazing and he's so competent uh, yeah. and like such a like he has such a like he can stay very mm. calm chill in, yeah like dangerous situations and I feel like that's 
you know, a long way I mean, to go. Yeah, he is a pilot, being, you know? Yeah. You're right. Pilots, I mean, what they have to do literally to stay calm, that's what they're being trained for in terms, like, if something goes wrong. And yeah, it really shows. He's amazing. He is great. Um, but then what follows is not amazing. No. You know? Um, do you want to describe what happens? Do I? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so basically, <laughs> they're in this shuttlecraft, right? And, like, out of left field, like, literally, like, you, like just, I don't know, Uhura is starting, like, drama with Spock. And the thing yeah. is, like, first off, they're not alone, you know? Literally, their superior officer is in this small confined space with them. And she's like, Spock, you don't care about if you die, you don't care about our relationship. And he's like, um, I was not prepared for this. And then she even tries to involve Jim in the discussion. Mm -hmm. Like, the captain thinks so too. And Jim is like, please, d let me stay out of this. Like, I would be yeah. so uncomfortable. I have, like, I don't know if I've ever been there, if like a couple, like maybe my friends or something, like really had an argument tm like one like a fight yeah but, like, it's gotta be so uncomfortable and then he's even the superior officer like i don't know this makes it all like much worse like i hate that scene so much because one thing i can tell you and that is uhura would never ever no. be this unprofessional never yeah i couldn't see this happening in tos at mm -mm. all like it's Jesus so dumb Christ. yeah And I also hate that, like, of course she knows. Like, she's highly aware that Spock has trouble with his emotions. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying, like, that she, if this is something that hurt her, that's completely fine. Like, you're, like, if you have feelings, they're probably justified. And, you know, yeah. you not need to talk about it and you need to deal with it. Open communication. But the thing is, what I hate is, like, her reasoning as well. Like, she isn't only pissed because he's, like he was ready to die he's like why didn't you think of me mm -hmm. when i was dying and that is fine it's like if that's how you feel yeah but as you said don't do it like on one of the most dangerous missions yes. you can literally have but also like i feel like like wouldn't like they've been dating at this point for at least more than a year probably mm -hmm. longer i don't know how much time like is between the first and the second film mm -hmm. so she must have been and they were dating in the academy as well so she must have been aware that there's always something underneath the, like, surface with Spock. Mm -hmm. And that I really hate. And, like, they turned her into this nagging girlfriend. And I love her so much. And that's why it hurts me so much. Because Same. she deserved better, you know? And, she did. Uh, yeah, she just made her angry. Because then, like, Spock later on has this really good moment where he explains why this was happening. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a really good moment. It would yes. have been so much better if it would have been in private. And also, if, you know, she wouldn't have been angry, like, if she would have been angry about something else, or maybe a little bit more nuanced. So mm -hmm. Spock, because in that way, it only looks like she's the angry, might one even say angry black woman. Yeah, you know? definitely like the because, nagging girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, like, just pulled, like, they just pulled out every stereotype they could find. Yeah. And they made her angry so Spock can have a better moment and he can look like the more... I don't know. and calm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one. And I hate it. She Same. deserves so much better. And I think the relationship in itself could have been so much better. Definitely. You know? Like, I wish yeah. they would have had, like, just a solid good relationship. Like, you know, I feel like in Beyond, it's so much better. Like, the thing is, yes, yeah. they're broken up, but they also communicate like adults. And then at the end, yeah. you know, because they communicate, they're back together mm -hmm. again. Like, what a surprise. Yeah. What's important for it's relationships? So nice. I don't know, but communication might be on top of that list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Jesus. So yeah, that's just, it's awful. And of course they get found out because they're like super distracted because I would yeah. be too, like even if I would be working, if some two people would start yelling behind mm-hmm. me, like having a relationship crisis while I was doing my job, I would be distracted. I would yeah. be like, please stop. <laughs> but yeah, um, they flee from the Klingons and that's that's an absurd thing because later then, like in the next moment, she has a really good moment where she gets to showcase her abilities. And I'm yeah. like, make it make sense. Mm-hmm. It's true. But I want to say the Klingons look awful. They look atrocious, man. Like the yeah. piercings. Why did they add those? I don't know. Maybe those the... were like edgy mm-hmm. Klingons. Yeah, they want to be the, <laughs> edge lords. Really edgy. Um, yeah. Is it the same with the um, Romulans and the tattoos? I'm mm. like, just, <laughs> why? <laughs> Do you want like? Yeah. I mean, I guess it was 2012, yeah. 11? Il- 11 or 12-ish. Mm. Just different, different yeah. times, different times. I suppose so. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But and the one thing. Where- yeah. Just. Sorry, you go. Okay. So the moment where she speaks Klingon is really cool because she like she not only knows the language but she knows the culture and that is yeah. so impressive because she's like yeah like this culture is all about honor but um this guy we're looking for he's a coward he doesn't have any honor he yeah. just like basically hit and run um he didn't want to face the consequences and i'm like yeah it's really like it's really impressive yeah really, it really is. like that um and also uh, like the way she speaks yeah. klingon is like so powerful i'm like you go I wish yep. you could have been like this throughout the whole movie. Like, what like, is consistent cons- um, characterization too much to ask for? Is what I wonder. It isn't, right? With women, always. Yes, always. When women make the movie, then, you know, yeah, you, then, you will yeah. get lucky probably. But if not, yeah. then... Yeah. Talking about the treatment of women, I also loved, loved in, you know, loved the shot where she's walking up to the Klingons and they're established and you just see her butt full and, like... It didn't need to be there. No. Men just needed to be reminded that they can treat women like sex symbols or sex objects more. And I'm like, please stop. It's so disrespectful. Also, why? Like, I don't know. you would never do that with a man. No. Like, no. Because, you know, um, why care about women, you know? Um, so, yeah. And I, I gotta say, one thing I kind of hate it. Like, not hate it, but I was sad about it, is that it would have been so cool if Uhura would have solved the conflict with her skills. Mm-hmm. That would have been so cool. But, of course, like, it has to, like, come to an escalation. And that one, like, I'm not mad about. I'm just like, oh, that would have been so nice. Yeah, you know? true. True. I get what you mean. <clears throat> yeah. And then, um, shit goes down. Blibble Kabelbrach appears and starts shooting widely with this <laughs> most giant gun. <laughs> they could find yeah and um yeah he's just like he he's fighting he's he's running around and then he's like like when he sees jim he's like how many torpedoes do you have and just like 72 and he's like i what is the word i i give up surrender i i surrender yeah he does surrender. Yeah. I would just want to say some one thing, and that is the action in this whole movie is awful. Like, not the space action. The space action is well done. But, like, the action action with the people fighting, atrocious. It's very shaky. It's awful. You don't see anything. Like, that's why yeah. I always tune out in those moments. Because if the action is well shot and I can follow where everything, like, mm. leads and where people are going and what they're doing, obviously I'm going to be more concentrated on it. But if I don't see shit, I'm not going to. Yeah. It's very shaky, and then someone shoots and punches, and there's like laser gun, like a bit like in Star Wars mm. with the phase. Like phases look so different here. Um, 
Yeah, and like, it's like because they have like these yeah. short bursts and they're like yeah. jumping out and not, and not the, the like b, yeah. you know, not the v, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get weird. I see yeah. you. And so, yeah, yeah, what I wrote bad. down for Khan is that he is man emo, and he is the <laughs> outfit, the look, the, outfit, the, the hair. Cape. Yeah, the hair, the cape, the 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 hood mm-hmm. that he takes out. He's like, oh my new torpedoes. <laughs> <laughs> like we always like no you don't know that because you haven't listened to the other episode but like like we said last time Benedict Cumberbatch acts in a whole different movie than anyone else it's just like he he had I think he had different um he had a different vision of how this mm. would go and how his character would act um the thing is yes I remember um um Space Seat is um the episode where Khan appears right yeah and then Wrath of Khan, like, he is very dramatic. I remember but that. But different. Very di- but, yeah, in a different way. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, Benedict Cumberbatch is just like, I will be so dark. I will be yeah. the most emo man-child that you have ever seen. And then he did that. I mean, yeah, props I to him. That. He um, yeah. really made his vision come to life. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's interesting. Oh, and also one thing I want to add is that Khan gets punched a lot in this movie. You know, like, and that scene is so uncomfortable where Jim just, like, punches him and he keeps punching him. And, like, since Khan is, like, enhanced, that doesn't really do anything to him. So he yep. just stands there and lets it happen. And I'm like, oh, this is awful. Like, I think it's probably supposed to be that way. Yeah. But mm, I, don't, I don't... It's not great. I don't love it. So, so yeah. yeah. They're back on the ship and everyone's mm-hmm. like, something's up with these torpedoes. Something so um, we get the worst scene in Star Trek in these three films. Not I'm not talking about the torpedo scene. I'm talking about the scene before that where they go to Carol and Carol's like, yeah, I'm the weapon expert, so I'm going to open it up. Oh, so before that Jim, things are happening, no? Are they? Yeah, there's like a couple things that happen before that. I don't know if you just didn't write them down, but like the, the first day in the break with Khan and they have like the interrogation oh, right. scene. And that's the surprisingly good one. First, like, yep. there's two interrogation scenes with Khan in the break. One is good, and the other one is something else. Um, this yep. one is this one's okay. Like um, Bones takes his blood, and it's like you know, they're like mm. talking about um, basically what's happening and stuff. And he's like, I'm not gonna talk to you because I'm a man emo. And they're like, Well, I'm gonna do my own thing. And then he's like, basically, like open up the torpedo, see what's in there. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what they're going to do later. But then also um, Jim calls. Oh, and he's like, yeah, look at these coordinates um, because mm-hmm. you might find oh, something right. interesting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I also just wrote down like two um, bullet points for that. And then Jim called Scotty because he can't. Like, he's, he's very, you know, um, involved in what's happening right now. He's like, mm-hmm. I cannot spare a moment to look at these coordinates. So he called Scotty. Who is yep. visiting a club at this moment. <laughs> and his outfit is amazing. Like his, yep. his um, shirt is so loud. You yeah. can hear it. Like, it's a choice. Yes, it is a choice. But like Scotty is such an amazing friend. Because even though he's mm. really mad at Jim. And he's like, you kind of disappointed me in a lot of ways. He yep. still helps him. And I'm like... Yeah, friendship. Like I really, really, really yeah. like, love the relationship between Scotty and um, Jim in the movies. Like it's so good. Yeah, and um, yeah. After that, um, we come to the awful scene. So now is your cue yeah. to talk about that. 
Yeah, I know, but I get so I get so angry that I don't um, want to yell about it because I'm like I'm so pissed, but I'm also really tired. Um, <laughs> it's been a long day of uni work. Mm. Yeah. Um. So basically, Carol is like, okay, I'm the workman expert, so I'm gonna go down to this asteroid, I think, or moon. I'm not entirely sure what I it think was. It's like a yeah, you know, some planet like part or something. And she's like, okay, yeah, um, need to change for that into something more space appropriate, which makes sense, you know. Yeah. But the thing is, then we have this horrible scene where she ex- like where she talks to Jim and he she explains some shit and then she's like please turn around because he wants to change and a normal person that isn't a perv you know would turn around and stare out of the window listen to her and maybe talk to her Mm -hmm. and then when she says it's fine you can turn around back would turn around back yeah not jj abrams um (laughs) (laughs) no like i don't fucking care like he made that choice and there's a lot of people were involved in this like jj abrams was the only person that i know on Mm -hmm. this but everyone else was like sign that off fuck you yeah. yeah, shame on you. You're, like, a horrible person. Because we get this... Like, first of all, Jim turns around the entire... Like, he just, like, peeks, and which I hate. Like, don't. That's so disrespectful. Yeah. And also so pervy. And then we get this terrible, terrible shot where she just is shot from, like, down below. And she just stands there, her, there in her, like, bra and her, like, pe- like and pennies. Her and, yeah, and it's just... I, I cannot describe how much I hate this moment. And I think it's literally, it feels like a hate crime yeah. in that moment. You just feel so hate crime as a woman. You're like, wow. And she even does this like cocky thing where she stands there, but like Han Solo-ish with mm-hmm. her arms out. And she's like, oh, excuse me. And I'm like, no woman would react that way. No. Like you would be that moment, if outraged. like Carol would have quit in that moment and punched him in the face, I would have respected that because that is not only so disrespectful, but she also told him like, "Don't yeah. turn around." So yeah, um, I wrote down some almost half a page of capital letters angry things. Mm-hmm. But one thing that's nice is she mentions um, Christine. But is of it course, nice Jim though, or is it also yeah, inducing that's... more anger? <laughs> yeah, because Jim is like, "Oh yeah, I slept with." Christine and she's like you don't remember who she is do you and Christine deserved better she nurse did. chapel like she does not deserve this bullshit no and like I think they mentioned that because like she, he has like left her or something I don't know maybe yeah. like it wasn't one night stand she wanted more I don't know but like that she has gone to this far off space station and is now a nurse there and I'm like are you fucking kidding me are you it's fucking kidding me I don't understand, especially because we have we don't have get to see much of Bones in this film Mm-mm. either. So they could have just cast a woman that looks similar to fucking like Christine DTOS, yeah. put her in like there, have her say two things to Bones. Like it's not that hard. No. Like even though like just for her to be there, and of course I would have been sad to be like yeah, sad that she didn't get to do more. But you know it would have been fine. But this way it's just like you like what's her name? I, I'm like of the actress. I'm like, who? Of course I know. Like, of Christine. Do you mean Major, Major Barrett? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, she's one of the, probably one of the most influential people when it comes to Star Trek. Yeah. And they just fucking erased her. And I'm like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Like, you. like, he just doesn't understand the legacy of what he's doing at all. Yeah. And like, especially in this movie, you really notice it. Yeah. Which is why it just is my least favorite out of all of those. Yeah. 
So yeah, then we're down, and that's a really funny scene. Yeah, with Bones. I really like that scene because like Bones in that moment also is so funny. Like the way he flirts with Christine, I don't mind because he's like, yeah, no. I'm so competent. My magic hands, like the steady yeah. surgeon hands, are like yeah, hilarious actually. And then um, yeah, like the way he reacts when he's in the torpedo is like shows that he is such a good doctor. Like he's such a, good, such a good person, person yeah. too. Yeah, because he's like. So basically, they're trying to open up the torpedo, right? Um, and mm-hmm. then um, something triggers the um, like triggers the torpedo, so it can, yeah. um, starts to count down to detonation, and Bones's hands get stuck in it, and mm. so Christine is like, "Shit, I need to figure out how to make this stop." And he's like, "No, you gotta save yourself." And Bo- uh, and Jim gets really, really concerned, so he starts starts calling him not Bones, but like doctor like are you okay and I'm yeah like, oh. you're so scared <laughs> scared yeah but like it's really good but then obviously everything goes okay because they can't explode yeah. one of the main characters i probably would have quit the <laughs> two movie of them just, yeah that would have been it i'm like no yeah not carl heinz no hmm. <laughs> and then um they managed to open the thing and surprise surprise there's something in it that no one would have thought about and it's a it's a person it's, it's a person yeah, it's in a people. cryo tube yeah and yeah what i love though is about the scene is like for, for the only time you get to see carol's real attitude because she tries to solve it and then she's just like fuck it and rips out mm-hmm. the entire like i don't know what exactly it is but Some rips it out tables. and stops it and it really shows her skills because in the beginning she tries to solve it, but like, and I don't know, I'm not a bomb, bomb person, you know, <laughs> like, but I think it's a really difficult job, and you cannot do that in thirty seconds, you know. No. So I'm really love that she's just like, okay, gonna risk it and just pulls it out, and it's like so cool because yeah, that's the only time we get to see her skills, and her like, way of like behaving and everything. Yeah, like her professional attitude, basically. Yeah. Um. True. And the one thing I also wrote down is for the next part that the sound editing is awful. I don't know what I was referring to, but I remember that throughout the whole movie, the sound editing was really off. It was either way Just, too loud yeah. or way too um, quiet. Yeah. Didn't. You got really blasted with like music and explosions mm. once they started because you had to like put up like the, make the volume louder and then you're like, Ooh. there was one moment really uh, because we were watching it simultaneously, but in different rooms because, you know. So we don't talk about it while we're watching it. And um, <laughs> <I hate the laughs> your expression. Yeah. And the thing is, at the end, I was almost like, I was like, Paula started someone earlier, but she takes, like, she pauses the film to take notes. And I just don't do that. And I also so, paused the movie I, I almost, when you yeah. came, by the way. Yeah, that's true. And then yeah. I made myself some ice cream. Yeah. So, you know, priorities. Yes. And I remember, like, through... Because the living room is next to my... Like, between our two bedrooms. So, um, <laughs> I just heard loud music. And later on, when Spock yells, can I was like, wow, <laughs> the sound editing is just, like, so awful. <laughs> because usually I don't hear much from, like, the living room. Mm-mm. But this was so loud. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so... Because they made this discovery of, like, a person in a torpedo in a cryotube. And they're also like, wow, this tech must be really advanced. And then uh, Bones is like, no, it's actually super ancient. So they're like, hmm, what is going on here? This is really weird. Weird. So they go back to their main information source, which is Khan. And this Mm. is where shit goes down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. I've been thinking about this scene 
can't. Okay, well, um, well, the first thing I've written down for the scene is that the eyeliner is a surprisingly good look for, um, mm -hmm. makeup a pun. I don't know. Buffalo, um, Cobblepuff. Buffalo Bill, Cobblepuff. Okay, <laughs> as long as you don't say Buffalo Bill, because I don't think you want to um, accuse him of cannibalism. No, no. <laughs> Buffalo Bill. Um, yeah, but it's not as good a look as the goatee. Like I'm gonna push mm. this agenda, and I'm gonna not, and I'm not gonna stop with it either. But like, if you have seen at least pictures of what he looks like in Doctor Strange, that is the best look. Like. If he ever yep. like would listen to me, I would instantly tell him grow a beard. Yep, grow a beard, but not like a hobo beard, like like you know a neat a beard, beard, like a goatee. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought that anyone looks better in a goatee than without but a beard. But for him, that's for sure true. So yeah, yeah, that's very important for yeah. me to mention here. And then yeah, yeah. the acting. The acting. He's in another, like, he's somewhere else. He's in you know, he's movie. really dramatic. And then he does the usual Star Trek, like, I don't know, thing where one person just starts talking while not, like, looking into the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. So they talk about the shoulder, like, behind them. It's, like, really weird. And he starts crying and it's, like, really intense. I wrote down much unhinged. Yeah. And it's, like, really summarized it quite well. And yeah, and then we find out in the torpedoes aren't only torpedoes, but also his crew because yeah. his name is Khan. He um, he's from way back then. He is enhanced, and you know his yeah. crew was found, and know. he was forced by Section Thirty One to work for them and do their crime. Basically, the CIA. Basically, yeah. Yeah, and everyone's like, "Ooh!" And then Kirk gets the the notification, I think, where he's like, where someone's like, "Sir." There is a ship on our way. It's Starfleet. Yeah. And he's like, um, who could that be? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. And um, yeah, this is what I wrote down. Actually, Khan and Marcus can both be evil in their own way. Yeah. Working against yep. each other, but also with each other sometimes. Like, yeah. It's really weird. Um, but yeah, I feel like this is a stopping point for us. I Yeah, I mean... I feel like we could also like we can, can like maybe stop at like the next scene where they're in like warp because that's like when they leave the location they're at right now. Okay. And then we're at Earth. So yeah, um Marcus is basically like it's the thing is like Jim has a really good character moment because mm -hmm. um Marcus is like, Oh, you found out. I really wish you wouldn't have opened that torpe the, those torpedoes yeah. and Jim is like, Yeah, we will bring him to Earth and Marcus is like, No can do and Jim is like, Please, for the love of God, don't like hurt my crew or anything mm -hmm. and they just they basically he's like punch it and yeah they that's just, a really good off moment they go yeah yeah and we're going into warp the thing is that like the moment where jim says it's not their fault i made all yeah. these bad decisions and like not all of them were bad like it was a good decision to open up the um torpedoes because otherwise they would yeah. have still been in the dark and thought that marcus is like the only good guy and the mm -hmm. Karn is like they think it's Khan is evil but he's not the he's only very evil much. guy you know yeah um yeah but like that was really good when he finally started taking responsibility because before that he was always like no this was the right decision and I did it yeah. because blah 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 and then he gave some explanation or tried mm. to talk himself out of it um yeah and like that's just not the way to go for a captain so now no. you finally have the feeling that he's starting to be a captain but at the same time things are looking dire like 
badly. Yeah. And then um, I wrote down that the look of the Enterprise versus Marcus' ship, and I think it's the Vengeance. Yours says Vengeance, yeah. Yours we laughed vengeance. about that last time. Yes, yeah, we did. It's so stupid. <laughs> it is really stupid. But, like, it looks really cool because it's, like, so yeah. huge. And it's, like, looming yeah. over them. And, like, you feel this dread when you look at it. You're like, shit, mm. there's no way they can stand against this, like, big ass literally a warship yeah. yeah so so good it's really good yeah. so yeah and then we go into warp Pretty and good. what happens next you guys can find out next time Yay. <laughs> so yeah this is the first part of the episode because we are over an hour now and i feel like that's yeah. a good length and we don't want to talk for two hours straight so yeah i hope you liked it even though it was kind of a rehashing for us <laughs> of the first time we did it i think we like once we got started like we we remembered some things and we got back mm. into it the beginning was a bit rough but then yeah things started we're aware easier. yeah yes yeah so so um, yeah Alex if you want to reach out to us yes yeah if you want to reach out to us you can do this via email uh, under deep.space.gay at gmail.com. Unlike other people, I do remember our own email address. <laughs> <Burn>. <laughs> and if you want to reach out to us on either Twitter or Instagram or just find us there and see the the one time every three weeks where we actually do something on this. We do post It has gotten better. Episodes. Yeah. yeah, we've gotten better. No. Yeah, but you can do that under at deep underscore space underscore gay. Oh, it's only like written normally. I just like to sing it. <laughs> it would be amazing if you yeah. could only sing it into Instagram or Twitter. No one would ever find us. <laughs> no. So, yeah. And now the only thing left to say, Paula, is what? Stay safe. Try and stay sane. It's hard, but together we can achieve some saneness. A little bit at least. And then we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.